In this episode of The Half Nerd, we talk about <laughs> controllers, retro gaming, and the Star Wars prequels with a smooth 30. Oh, that's the secret. Yeah. Just had, had to go lower, you know, get that smooth 30 in there. I felt like I was listening to a jazz station. Welcome, everybody, to The Half Nerd. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Patrick Murray, on the smooth 30 dials here with uh, my co-host, Elaine Yee. How are you doing today? Hi, everybody. I was I was not expecting you to go for a jazz radio station host. Yeah, you know, you've tuned, you've tuned into the smooth 30 of The Half Nerd. Uh, I'm not like Gordon. You know, I don't, I don't need to yell all the time. I just like to keep it nice and smooth. I don't know you, and it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having another of those moments where, so complete non sequitur. Um, Adam had gone like to what was a manicure appointment. Like we had our building had some yeah, free manicure weeks appointment. Ago. Yeah. So he left the room, or he left our office area, and then the door opened again. Like maybe five to ten minutes later, mm-hmm. and not many people come in and out of our side of the building. And I was, I remember thinking, oh, that's weird. I can't believe that Adam's back so soon. Like turn around and there's this person who I don't know. And I had this moment of, you're not my mommy. <laughs> I was like, who yeah, like, are well, you? Hold up. Who I don't hell? know you. And I feel like when you use that voice, I have kind of the same emotional reaction. Yeah, who the hell are you? Who are yeah. you? I don't know you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have to talk like that the whole time. It was just, you know, it's how I wanted to do the intro, you know, something different from, from Gordon. I realized also in episode 100, uh, I should have put one of our half nerd intros uh, in the little intro montage I made. Oh, I mean, that would have been fun. You can but, you still know, redo whatever. the montage yeah, and insert true. it and we can true. just use it at some point. We'll just have to remember for next time. Episode uh, 200. Also, I want to say uh, a quick uh, shout out to all the the friendly people in discord uh, if you want to hop into the full nerd discord we're talking about pc topics all the damn time it's a good mm-hmm. good place to be uh if you're into that kind of thing but also i want to say i created a thing called a live notification group ah, i don't really know yeah. what it is i also found another way to do it yeah. if that doesn't work out by okay. the way all right. so we can experiment but anyway people were saying that youtube isn't always uh, doing the notification when we go live yeah so we're looking yeah. for alternative ways to give people a heads up that we've gone live yeah so usually in discord we, we give a uh, at least a, a day or two heads up that uh, when a show is going to happen. We didn't do this one because it was kind of a, a fun little surprise. Uh, but if you want to be included in the live thing, uh, let me know in Discord and I will add you to that group, which means that every time I at live in Discord, it will ping you on Discord to say that we're live. So mm. then you might get it both ways. Uh, so that helps. Anyway, uh, we're, we're here to talk about the PC as usual. Right. Have you heard about it? Uh, I might have. Might have used one once too. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, but I didn't think we were actually talking about the PC per se. I yeah. More of like well, an accessory. Uh, accessory on the PC. Correct. Uh, I did recently a review. Uh, the the video is up, but the article was supposed to go live today, but it's not. Um, I'm gonna have to check on that. The uh, an eight bit do controller. Uh, Still having trouble with the idea that it's pronounced. Do. Yeah, eight bit do. You know, I, I had people in the comments uh, tell me that I was wrong, and then I said, no, actually, I double checked, and I'm yeah. right. It is eight bit do, not eight bit do. Um, 
Anyway, uh, they made the SN30 Pro Plus. I saw this at E3 last year, uh, and people have been asking about it for a long time, because while some people love the the retro stylings of the smaller ones that they had before, people really wanted the handles, you know? It just gives you that, that good grip and that feel on it. Uh, did, did you get a chance to watch my review? I did watch it. Yeah? I... Did, did you agree with me, or did you think I was... BS! I mean... That particular controller and its layout isn't something that I'm super into. I think. Wait, I thought you liked the side by side though, isn't that? No, are you? No? Are, you are you messing with really? me? Really? No, I've told oh, you so many times. Dang it! I said it so on. I even said it on the video, and I was wrong. No, Whoops. I I oh, thought you man. were just joking because oh. I've told you so many times. So uh, let's wow, back this okay. up. So the uh, was it SN30 Pro Plus? Yes. It's called? Yep. Um, has a dual shock style layout, so the, the analog thumbsticks are at the both at the bottom. Yep, side by side. That aggravates uh, my tendonitis, so uh, I actually oh prefer man. the Xbox style layout, where it's one wow. here and one there. All right, I, I really, uh, I really messed that up. Um, I thought you were just joking. No, no, I wasn't. I was, uh, I was here for some reason. I, th- no, I thought that you liked that. I'm not a dual shock okay. person. You might have been thinking of Dan. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, it, it's you know in the video you can go watch it. I don't need to recap it, but I controlled uh, I I compared it to two other controllers uh, on the PC, and I got I got some blowback from it. I was surprised. There was a, a lot of people in the chat that said they or in the comments they said they they use Steam controllers. Uh, I didn't know that was still a thing. Did you know that was still a thing? I feel like the population that came out to comment was probably a very specific population. True, true. Because the Steam controller definitely has its fans, and they're very passionate fans, but given uh, how sales went for the Steam controller, I don't think they're a large majority of people. True, yeah. No, it's one of those things where I I had a little bit of time with, but I never put a ton of time into because it didn't have the thumbsticks, and it really it was really hard for my you brain to, to wrap around. You had to learn how to use did. it essentially, just because it was trying to take the whole like mm, precision of a mouse input and put it onto something that was touch based essentially. True, true. Uh, and also, I, I got some more blowback from the uh, the Switch Pro controller community, too. Uh, that is really interesting yeah, to me. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, while I know that it has native support on the PC, I remember you said you were you were trying it out. I'm and not you just, a big fan yeah, of it on I, PC. I, every time, it feels heavy. Well, e- even like in general. Inputs, it's well, just like... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just how I set it up, like or something with the drivers on my specific PC. Because I was trying it on my um, older system, but it just—and maybe I'm running Windows Seven on it still—and it just feels the inputs feel really sluggish when I'm using it, even when it's wired, not even Bluetooth. So I can't that, that I eliminated that as a factor. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I was surprised because I—I mean, number one, I haven't heard great things about the. Switch Pro controller to begin with, even on oh, the really? Switch, uh, yeah, just you know, mushy D-pad and and things like that. So you know, I, I didn't consider it. I I considered the major ones, right? Uh, especially everyone in the chat. It looks like uh, you know, Vignesh and almost everyone else in here says, yeah, Xbox controllers are, are are the way to go. So of course I had included that. But then I thought, hey, I mean, the PS4 is the major selling console, so I could see a lot of people already having those controllers and maybe wanting to use them on the PC. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll include it. And also because, I mean, it, 
the SN30 Pro Plus definitely takes its design cues from that, and really in the hand does feel almost exactly like it. So it was interesting to see the the outpouring of of the different kinds of controller communities. But there were plenty of people who, uh, you know, just were were happy to use any sort of controller on the PC. Which I I was also surprised. I thought there was going to be a lot of uh, pushback of like, oh, mouse and keyboard all the way. Uh, I think that Gordon is actually a little bit of a minority in how like passionately he pushes like mice or mouse and keyboard only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think most people are more like Brad where they just kind of see it as a personal preference, right? Right, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't think a lot of people believe that anyone who uses a controller believes that's the one true way that it just happens to be their preference and for a yeah. specific type of game. Yeah, right. Um, what was I going to say? I do think we should back up a second, though, just yes. so we can get better comparison. Okay. Like, how much is that controller? Like, how do you purchase it? How widely is it available? Uh, Amazon, you get it in Amazon, Amazon.com uh, is definitely the best place to uh, to pick up the SN30 Pro Plus. Um, I think they... No, they don't even sell it through their website. I think Best Buy has it as well. Okay. I've seen it at a couple so places. So how much is it? Because uh, for me, that's like a deciding factor as well. Uh, it's $50. Okay. Uh, so it's it's... So here's the thing. When I was looking up the other controllers, the other two, they retail for around 60 right. MSRP, but almost all day on Amazon, you can find them for like 45, you know, usually. Yeah. Sometimes uh, so, sale for less, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's it, you're not getting a huge price premium there except for the inclusion of the uh, the proprietary charger or, or not the charger, the um the battery. battery pack yeah so you know the, it, it has it has its own battery pack in there which usually on the on the xbox one you have to to buy separate the ps4 controller it doesn't even have a removable one so you're just stuck with it okay. built in and if you want to it it, it takes two double a batteries it so. does okay yeah. that was that was my next question yeah, so, uh, I mean, like, and I forgot the price of this, uh, or not this specifically, but on the, on the Xbox One, the rechargeable battery pack, I think, is maybe like 15? It's usually 12? 15 to 20. Okay, yeah, so, you know, I mean, not really. just the official, if there's an official one, but like any third party ones. Right, yeah, so, you know, I, I think considering that, considering you know the, the the battery with it uh and considering the ultimate software uh that it that is kind of the the key to it uh, oh so it, it functions almost more like an xbox one elite controller where you can customize the inputs i think because i think that one allows you to actually fiddle around with the firmware let me double check yeah yeah so the uh the elite controller i mean it's it's a little di- different because i think there's more you can do on the actual xbox itself with the elite controller than you can do with the pc app but at least in the 8-bit do uh ultimate software you can remap all the buttons basic you can change the vibration strengths uh, i think there's five different levels for both light and heavy uh, but the more important things are things like macros uh, you can map the macros which is cool I'm, I'm not a huge macro person i have read other reviews saying that the macro support isn't great just because you can't mess with timing and it also won't do uh, stick uh, you, you can't map uh, stick functionality so that's a little different um 
but more more importantly uh, is that the sticks can be programmed to have different uh, start and stop points, meaning that you know you you can have the actuation point of the stick itself oh. not not start until maybe halfway pressed or vice versa. So you know you, you barely press it and you go from zero to a hundred. And uh, is that all buttons or just? Uh, Sorry, th- that's was... the sticks and the triggers. So uh, kind of like on the Xbox One controller, you have the little thing that you kind of like give it like actual hard stops so that you're only pulling it you know halfway this there's no physical thing to stop it it's all software so you can just say hey the minute i barely press it i go from zero to 100 which you know is is it i wouldn't say just as good but it it helps in if you if or if you're looking for something that yeah. uh, customizable so i don't have an xbox one elite controller which is why i had to look this up but it looks like you can do similar um customization in the software as well oh, okay for for the sticks as well mm-hmm. so it looks like sticks and triggers oh nice uh so the so that's, a, that's pretty good because I think the Xbox One Elite controller is what one hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, I thought it was one hundred and sixty. It might have gone up when they announced Gen Two. Yeah, well, I knew the new one is one hundred and eighty. Yeah, it did uh, go up then so, when they announced yeah. Gen Two. Yeah. Uh, either way, it's you know I didn't really say this on the video because it didn't really matter, but I, I have an Xbox One Elite controller and I still prefer that because you get those extra. Uh, paddles down here mm. um i could see 8-bit do going that way uh you know adding extra extra functionality now that they had this out uh i could see them going a ton of different ways I, i'm, I'm kind of curious uh but people are asking about uh bluetooth lag uh and and things like that from this controller um i haven't really noticed any problem you know the uh, I've, I've seen other reviews of people kind of measuring the bluetooth lag and and it's definitely it's not as good as an Xbox, uh, but it's not as bad as a um, uh, PlayStation controller. So you know, yeah, so it, it's kind of somewhere in between from have, from the people that I've seen. Have you ever tried a DualShock controller with the actual wireless dongle, mm. like the actual one that they released to be used? Oh on PC? no, no, I, us- I usually go wired either way. So yeah, I'm wondering if that's different than its Bluetooth support. Well, and and also I have so on my Xbox One Elite controller, I actually use the little Windows dongle itself, which is actually quicker than if you were to use the Bluetooth on the uh, on an okay. Xbox One so controller. Sounds like, sounds like a similar situation then, likely with the PlayStation controller. Probably, yeah. I I, I would imagine they would kind of prioritize it like that. Um, so. Uh, and then yeah, P- uh, Pure Track says yeah the 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 biggest difference for the Apit Do Ultimate software is the macros, which like I said, the support eh you know I'm, yeah, I'm not a big macro person. Thing so. is though, we're talking about a fifty dollar controller versus what we're talking about a hundred fifty hundred sixty dollar yeah, controller. At least yeah, yeah yeah. So if you're on a budget, this could be an option if you don't mind this particular layout for the triggers and sticks and all that. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. I, I think it's a, a viable option and something worth looking into. I mean, there's definitely some people out there who talk about that they've been burned by Bidu before. All the ones I've ever tried have always been pretty burned solid out. for me. Uh, usually build quality uh, yeah. or, or really bad lag. I, once again, I, it just hasn't been my experience. Uh, I've always felt like the build quality has, has been really solid. Uh, and the sn30 pro the non plus one uh i I take around with me a lot i I think it's like the the best 
uh, portable controller, you know, just because uh, e- even the full-size ones like this, I, I don't want to carry this around my bag, but the other one, like, gets you at least 80% of the way with all the functionality and stuff, uh, but it's in such a smaller package, so I kind of like having both options available to me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, people are saying the the original Xbox One controllers they've seen as low as, like, uh, 40. I'm sorry, not original Xbox One. <laughs> The yeah, hey, I guess you'd call them the original Xbox well, One the controllers, standard right? Controller, right? Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. Xbox One S. Yeah, yeah. The the Bluetooth yeah, version. They go on sale sometimes for like thirty five dollars. Like Black Friday is when you'll see it that low. I think I got a special edition one for like forty over Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I I think I think it's awesome. I like it. I still, I mean, and I I probably use controller on my pc gaming yeah, so 85% of the time what games really? are you playing that with cuz that's another thing i was curious about when you were talking about like bluetooth and lag and all that cuz when i test out a controller the thing that i try it with is um platformers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because for me that's the most important i usually use like super meat boy as my test because that one's oh, very well, cuz yeah. well it's very sensitive yeah, like yeah. you will know oh, yeah. right away if it is responding to you in the way that you want it to or even for for emulation you know something like the original super mario you know yeah. like you'll be able to fill uh i'm not a huge platformer if i play super meat boy i'm i'm not going to know the difference because i'm just going to suck anyway <laughs> so i'm, really I'm that, just going to die it's really not that hard <laughs> i love that game it just makes it's one of those rare games where it's challenging but every time you mess up you just laugh because it, it's just really funny <laughs> yeah as opposed to um throwing down your controller in frustration and then kicking a pillow <laughs> true yeah <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I play a lot of shooters. I play a lot of third-person okay. action games. Uh, real quick, somebody uh, in Cindium's asking, um, how do you switch between playing it on the Switch and on the PC? Uh, so uh, you power it up by holding the, the start button. You can kind of see the uh, the light switch back and forth right here, right? Uh, I'm going to turn it off by holding the start button again. Uh, so... When you start it up, depending on what uh, mapping profile you want to put in, uh, for X input, you hold X and press start to, to start it up and see how it loads a little too. Uh, that just means that it's X input for the for the PC. But if you're like, ah, okay, I want to switch over to my Switch, I'm going to... And I, I will say, every time then you ter- turn it on after loading that preset, you're done. You, you don't have to do it again until you switch to a different mapping. So I could I can hold this, you know, the the start button all day, you know, and always just have X input. But if I was like, eh, I want to do it on my switch, then I would hold a Y. That that's for a switch, uh, and then you hold it down, uh, and then it turns on, and then you know that it, it mapped the the button layout for the switch. So basically, you have different. You said different profiles. How many can you set? Yeah. Up? Well, uh, and luckily they they give you a, a handy guide um, behind the um, uh, the keyboard thing oh, or fun. behind the the. The charge pad thing here. Uh, switch, it's a Y plus power. Uh, D input is B plus power. X input is X plus power. And Mac OS is A plus power. Oh, so, so it's pre-programmed then. It, it's pre-programmed in there. Uh, and then same thing for loading on whatever program you have for the ultimate software. Uh, once it's loaded on, it's loaded. Like you sync it to the controller and then you can unplug it and it's uh, it's done. Uh, but you, you have you have to, to plug it in. You can't, you can't control it. Or you can't map all this stuff uh, via Bluetooth. It okay. has to be plugged into a PC, and only a PC. That's the only place. So, so no MacBook. 
Beats or anything like that? Thing? Yeah, it was funny. I, I was watching a review from uh, from a guy who does a lot of retro stuff that, oh. that I like, uh, and he was like, oh, it has no Mac OS support for the Ultimate software. You know, that's going to be... I'm going to ding that a little bit. And I was just like, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> it doesn't bug me, so... <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I I dig it. You know, I, th- I think controllers are a, a viable way to play on the PC, uh, despite what some, some other people might yell. Oh, um, I see now why we're doing this segment when it's just the two of us. <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, number one, it's it's a quiet week. Number two, uh, yeah, you know, there's certain things it's easier to talk about when, when somebody's oh not yelling in your ear. <laughs> I'm actually glad that it's a, a quiet week this week because next week is going to be nuts. We have... Uh, our first live build in months. Yeah. And then we're going to have a full nerd with all of us here. All of us here. Both of us, both of those live streams will be all four of us in person. Yeah. I'm very excited for this. Lots of people. Lots of people. Um, so, anyway. Uh, yeah. Do you, you want to talk about some other cool retro stylings? Uh are you going to talk about the uh, handhelds you've been trying? Yeah. The last one you showed me was pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to switch it over, and it's ba-doo, ba-doo, ba-doo. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Naga says uh, that I should have my Gordon soundboard ready. I didn't even have it ready. Mm. Uh, man, I messed up, and I, I can't Sleep get this. Sleeping on the job. The steam- Mona, what do you think about this? Oh. Never mind, she's fragging somewhere right now. Oh, yeah, she's she's just too busy playing. And, uh, oh, man, I'm having a hard time with this Adobe Flash Player because it's, it's borked right now on the uh, on my, my stream. Anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, video games on retro gaming handheld systems. So Adam has this habit of popping up in the office randomly um, Pop. <laughs> with this with a new handheld system they're all emulators and i never know where they come from i'll just hear um music from his corner of the office (laughs) classic music and it just kind of draws me to it as you would expect and they really run the gamut of in performance and screen size and battery life but the one that you showed us most recently I thought that was really cool. It's it's about as small as those old um, Tiger handhelds. I'm not sure if people remember those. Well, and I, I have them for show and tell purposes, too. Oh, you do? Okay. I do. But uh, this I've... has like a color screen, and you can put a crap ton of games on it. And the inputs actually felt quite good, and holding it felt good. Because I feel like the one you showed me before that, it felt a little awkward, um, that was the that was the one that was like really narrow, right? Where you had to put your hands kind of like this. Yeah. But as an adult, it doesn't feel right. So some people might remember uh, months ago, Elena and I did a build for the uh, the Clockwork Pi and the G Pi case from Retroflag. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been using those. Uh, the Clockwork Pi probably. <laughs> that noise kind of says it all. I mean, not the least. Uh, the, the The problem is that it, it actually does take coding, and, and it's kind of uh, a hassle to actually get stuff onto it. But the battery life is definitely the best on this thing. Mm. Like, the battery life is amazing. And it building runs, it it runs things. Too. Yeah, building it was fun. I mean, it's... But it's used for more things than just retro gaming. So, you know, I, I get it. The GPI case, 
that that's probably my least favorite i i like i love the hardware i love the really? uh, the screen on it yeah the problem is that the the raspberry pi w or whatever zero w zero. yeah is whatever is called is just like it's not i don't know if it's enough. not powerful enough but, well okay. two things i'm getting a lot of screen tearing i'm getting a lot of weird emulation problems but more importantly the battery life is horrible you know typically it has a slots for for three double a batteries and i just chew through those in like a matter of hours uh and that's just not good (laughs) so and and maybe the raspberry pi zero is just not built uh, you know with that in mind you're running off of compared to a raspberry pi 3b plus and now the raspberry pi 4 you're just not going to get the same level of performance. Yeah. It's much smaller. Um, like there, I think it only has like one gig of RAM compared to what was it like? Oh, yeah, two true. or three? I think it was two on the three, and I think on the four you can get it up to four gigs. Well, and really the the biggest problem with me, uh, which I mean wasn't a huge problem because they, they RetroPie did preload uh, ROMs onto it, but they don't do that for everybody. They send it to. They just did it for reviewers. But uh, you have to, you can't just take the thumbstick out or the SD card, micro SD card out and put it into the computer because it's formatted oh. for. Oh, right. I remember uh, I was talking about this. Yeah, it's it's formatted for Linux. Uh, so, okay, you can't stick it in. What's the best way? Oh, you just use uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, so kind of like on the RetroPie, uh, you use Wi-Fi to just, you know, throw ROMs up uh, onto it, which has been easy at home. And then I was like, okay. Okay, I'll just do it on the handheld. Let's do it. Uh, and then I go into the the Wi-Fi settings on the retro or on the the Raspberry Pi, and you need a keyboard to put in a Wi-Fi password. But the the input for that was in a really awkward spot. Yeah, so I was like, huh? Okay, how do I get a keyboard into the? I don't even have it, but I mean, it, well, it's out of my desk. But I was like, okay, well, in in the back uh, underneath the uh, underneath where the batteries are, uh, there's a little micro USB thing. So I was like, okay, I'll just get an adapter, I'll plug it in there, uh, and and be done. Uh, it'll look awkward for a minute, uh, and but I'll put in the password and, and then be done. Uh, nope, I could not. Just I used different adapters. I even that adapter that oh, I let you borrow. The ODG? Yeah, yeah, I I could not get for some reason that just wouldn't load the the keyboard uh for some reason. So I was like, okay, you know what? Right. I'm I'm going to literally take the Raspberry Pi out of the case. Just have it sitting there bare, That's try to right. plug some stuff straight now. into it. And then uh, I suggested a Bluetooth keyboard, but I think you'd have taken it out by that point. Yeah, and I I'm just it it became too much of a hassle. I was just like, how do you expect, you know, how do you expect a normal person to buy it, you know, the to well, to jump through these hoops and I load on feel, their ROMs, right? But arguably, I feel like anyone who's getting involved with a Raspberry Pi project is not your average, normal person off the street. True. That somebody True. who's already passionate enough to get into more specialized hardware um, and mess around with it. Well, but I think if they're going to do that, they're not going to go towards the Raspberry Pi. Like, I don't think that's the best option out there, or, or at least the Raspberry Pi Zero, or a handheld version, right? Oh, yes, you true. know what I mean? Speaking of, by the way, yeah. I just, I looked it up to, I want to correct it. So the Zero only has 512 megabytes of RAM. The Raspberry Pi 3B Plus has one gig. And then the Raspberry Pi 4, which just came out, has three variants, which is one, two, or four gigs of RAM. Just so they're all on the same page. Same accurate page. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, Puff uh, Lupagus? 
funny name on YouTube. Snuffleupagus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his 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 stoner brother Puffleupagus <laughs> uh, is, is is asking if I if I tried uh, lipo AAA batteries. Uh, number one, they're AA batteries. Number two, I did have some rechargeable and loops. I don't know what lipo lipo is do you know what that might is might be another brand yeah but i was um, gonna say i actually prefer going the Eneloop route with those because mm, what yeah. what you do is that you just get a pack of four mm-hmm. you have two sitting in the charger that are ready ready to go you use the other two and then you swap them you put it in the wall let it charge yeah. and then you just keep going well, that's what i did yeah it just it, and you can use yeah. them for anything they're not proprietary oh lithium polymer lipo okay yes uh duh uh and peter jansen says uh any raspberry pi user should be using linux on the desktop anyway uh but i'm not so and i didn't so what i ended up doing was trying to find some sort of free program that i could finally put on my pc to let it at least read uh linux file file formats once i did that that was fine uh so there is a way to get around it i think that's probably the easiest way but it's still you know I, I, I mean, none of this stuff is going to be as straightforward as just booting up a Windows PC. <laughs> true, true. Yes, definitely not. Definitely not. You know, PC-based uh, gaming emulation. But in the handheld space, okay, I should. I'll step back. There are uh, handheld Windows PC emulation options. Uh, I have looked into them. I've, oh, I reached out to a couple you? of companies. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they they haven't got back to me. They're, they're, so there are some interesting options, like like really big kind of like that's, mini tablet. That's the problem kind of because things, right? Windows has so much overhead, like minimum specs to run it, or it's just a pain in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, there's definitely other ways, you know, you, you can hack a 3DS, you can hack old DSs. Uh, I saw this one guy, man, I really wanted to buy one from him one time. Uh, he, he took um, uh, a, a, a DS Lite, like, I, I love the DS Lite. Oh. Uh, he took a DS Lite, snapped off the top half, uh, and just had the bottom screen do the, the uh, emulation part of it, because you don't need two screens then right. especially even if you're just using the um like the game boy advance slot or something right. like that. it always just always goes on one screen so he would pop it off he would sand it down really nice paint it uh, load all the emulation software and stuff on it and it was a, a really nice little handheld device then and i, I always How wanted much? to get one of those I, I can't remember i mean is it a premium just because he definitely put I mean, some it's a labor you know, of love, effort right? into it so. yeah uh but not like super crazy I, I i got pretty close one day i mean this was a, a long time ago but uh Anyway, yeah, you know, I, I, I like emulating. I like trying to find different options. Anyway, uh, the next thing I tried out was the, the BitBoy. The ah, yes, that's the one that I was talking about. Yeah, so this is, uh, the, the full name of it is the... Oh, we should probably describe this for any audio listeners. Oh, yes, the, this is, it, think of a Game Boy. But shrink, shrink it, it down to like twenty percent, and this thing is make it so skinnier small. too. I mean, so it, it doesn't have the same like chunky thickness to get your like hands around. Yeah, you, you're shrinking it's it down like in every maybe aspect, half an inch to three quarters of an inch in uh, thickness. Yeah, and you're adding you're adding two extra face buttons uh, and then a micro SD card slot. Um, so you know, and it. Yeah. it, it it, so it's a cool little thing. I, I reviewed this about a month ago. Um, I, I actually do dig this a lot. Uh, the, the software, it's a little hard to navigate at the beginning. It's not as easy as like a RetroPie, but it's not that bad once you learn it. Uh, and I've been surprised by the emulation on this thing. The, the emulation for, for what it's running runs actually really well. Is that the one, though, that had some like 
uh, stuttering. I feel like that's the one that when we tried it, there was some stuttering and some delays in response from the inputs. I might be getting them mixed up. Yeah, I mean, listen, none of these are perfect. That's for damn sure. Like, no, I don't think anybody should come no, to but these it was like portable no, ones. It was like notable. I might be getting confused with something else. By the yeah, way, might be the G Pi case. Uh, I, I, I had my the uh, worst problems was, with the G Pi case. Maybe it um, Also, for the audio listeners, um, the G Pi and the Clockwork. Well, the Quaker, me, Clockwork Pi. Clockwork Pi. Those are much more um, shaped like a actual game boy yeah yeah so they're more of that same size it's really nice to hold in the hand it's just, you know it's like a game yeah. boy it's, it's definitely smaller than the original game boy yeah. the game boy is a lot chunkier than even i remember yeah but about uh, the same, closer to the width of it if yeah. not the thickness yeah. whereas the bit boy i mean that thing is tiny <laughs> i don't have large i mean this is very tiny. i don't have tiny I mean, hands but i don't have phone. large hands I, it's and it is hot it was see. it was painful after a while to to it's, play on that it's slimmer than my uh my one plus seven pro that i'm using right now uh about i don't know a third of the height uh and thickness it's definitely thicker probably double the thickness that is most thick but either way yeah this thing that's that is the cool thing though is this can easily go in a pocket oh yeah i mean this is i throw it in my bag in a yes. pocket uh and also the screen the screen is really nice oh. uh, it, it was really and, nice and it's durable <laughs> uh so and it has a uh re- a, a, a pop out um uh, lithium ion battery that the, the you can you can try is it that out. Gold foil it, it on is the on battery. Gold foil, yes, holographic. It is. But I do like that because you know if it, if it ever dies, then then you can change it out pretty easily. Yeah, my my probably my biggest drawback of this thing is the size because especially in my hands, I'm it holding it like that, sized. and it's just like and I mean like I kind of switched to going like this, five years old, uh, kind of size. like curling my hands. Uh, but even then, that's it not just perfect. Seems for you know f- games that require fast responses, that kind of grip is going to be a pain in the yeah. butt. But even then, out of the three, the this, the G Pi case, and the Clockwork Pi, this was definitely the one that I just started to gravitate towards, and and I loved it uh, until I got in their new product. Yeah, it's the same company, but uh, this one's called the Pocket Go. So uh, it's essentially the same hardware, almost exactly the same hardware, but the layout is side by side. The buttons are and the D-pad are on the side yeah, of the this, screen, this like the like Game a, Boy Advance, yeah, or a Sega Game Boy Micro. Uh, um, the, um, oh, Game Gear. The Game Gear. Yep, yeah, yep. that layout. Not definitely not the size or the battery eating capacity. But it's it's just similar in that layout. Yeah, I mean, some things are upgraded. I actually have found because uh, they're running some uh, some new OS optimizations on this. So actually, a lot of the screen tearing that I was even seeing on the 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 BitBoy, I'm not seeing on the the Pocket Go. Um, it has a volume control uh, on on the side now. You know, it's definitely it's definitely better in a, in almost every aspect. So what up to what generation can you play on that? Uh, I mean, it it will it has it has a hardware emulation support for PS One, but and I've tried a couple PS One games on there. Okay, but it's realistically, fine. Yeah. what does it support? Realistically, I mean, uh, SNES is probably the, or or I would say Game Boy Advance. I'm mostly playing okay. Game Boy Advance games on here. SNES games, you know, so everything so under have, that like, is just fine. Era. Yeah, not bad. So yeah, 32 bit, 16 bit. You know, <gasps> wait, have you played Super Metroid on that? 
Uh, I think I started it on this one. I haven't tried it on oh this one. Oh my god, you gotta let uh, me try that. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. The I think the biggest downside uh, is that it doesn't have a, a, a replaceable battery. Oh. Uh, I tried to pop off the back once, and I was like, oh, I, I shouldn't probably be in here. So it's not as easy as popping this one off. So that's kind of a bummer. Uh, I don't know why they they made that decision, but I mean, I'm still working on my review for it. You, you'll you'll see it later, but the. Um, I think if you're looking for a portable retro gaming experience, the Pocket Go uh, is definitely the way to go. And it's only, I think it's fifty dollars. Ooh! And it comes it comes with an eight gig uh, micro SD card. You know, so it's just like you're ready to go. Like you you put you put some ROMs on here, boom, done. It's yeah. I definitely I highly recommend it for anybody who likes emulation. Obviously, the best emulations on the PC or even a full Raspberry Pi. uh, You know, but yeah, for for portable stuff, the Pocket Go I think is is definitely the way to go. Uh, And it's got me into back into the handheld gaming stuff. I I love I've always loved handheld gaming. What are you playing now? My first console was a, a Game Boy. Um. Actually, so I I started playing Bloodstained, uh, what is that, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, right? The mm-hmm. Koji Igarashi uh, joint after he left Castlevania. Um, and I didn't, it didn't hook me, so I got back into Castlevania Ari of Sorrow, okay. <laughs> which is a classic, you know, I'm playing through that again and uh, you can't, you can't beat it. Oh man. <laughs> I love it. I'm I love so Castlevania. I'm guilty of this where instead of playing new games, I just keep replaying old games <laughs> that I already know, which in the grand scheme of things, when I think about it, is not a great use of my time because yeah. I could be learning new things, trying new things, but no, I just go back to things that I already know and it's like. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, somebody's asking, a uh, YouTube watcher uh, is asking the, the battery life on this thing. Honestly, I don't know the battery life on this thing because it's lasted pretty damn long. Like, okay, I, but you have to give a, a more uh, specific figure than that. Like, I mean, it, how many morning commutes have you played it on? Uh, I mean, so if I if I had to realistically guess, I'm gonna say if I if I put half an hour, uh, probably an hour a day into it, and then I had to recharge probably like two weeks. Okay, so uh, you are you you usually only play during the morning commute, or do you play uh, in the evening uh, as well? Yeah, in the in the evening. Yeah. Okay, so and your commute like half an hour. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm saying uh, yeah, I'm putting about half an hour to an hour in it daily because okay. I, then I play some at, at home. Okay. Uh, uh, afterward, so and two continuous weeks or just work weeks? N- no, because I usually do some on the weekend too. So All it's right. it's two That's continuous weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, like I, like I said, I don't have an official number. Uh, maybe they have it on there. But it's a thousand watt hours uh, on is what they listed on their site. But this thing is definitely not a battery hog. Uh, that is amazing, so, and yeah. that has a color screen. Yeah, yeah, color screen. It gets super bright. Like I, I don't know how they're doing it. It's something in the OS, but it's it's highly optimized. Have uh, you played it in full direct sunlight? Yeah, yeah. And it shows up. Fine. It's fine. Yeah, I mean nice. the, the the screen has glare, like it's a, it's a, a glossy screen, so like that's probably the worst part of it. Uh, but it, as terms of brightness, it's definitely bright enough. That's really so, nice. Anyway, this kind of stuff I love, um, and and I'll keep uh, keep reporting to the uh, the fine folks uh, out. There. Oh, uh, Nightbot on on 
uh, Twitch is saying that the pocket goes forty dollars right now. What? Dang, that is Ooh. that is a deal. Oh, that is a good yeah. deal. I mean, even even for fifty or sixty, I, can, I, I don't mean, I think I can resist that. I'm gonna have to look at that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if yeah, if you're even interested at all, forty dollars on that thing. Poo. Yeah. Wait, I see it for thirty six right now. Really? Dang. Yeah. This is live reporting. It's on live sale deals. for $36 on their website right now. Listen, I'm, I'm not here to, to shill for anybody, you know, but that's a damn good deal. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if, if you're into oh, that kind of stuff. Oh, you can replace your buttons. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can, uh, I mean. You can put in rainbow colored buttons. They look like Skittles. Uh, it came, great. It, it came with it. Um, I'll, uh, I can't remember the, the colors it came with, but. Uh, yeah, there, there's different there's different color options and stuff. I, I just left the default on there. It's, yeah, so the default is black and like that kind of uh, burgundy. traditional burgundy from like the 80s. Um, but that you can swap in these rainbow colored ones, and it's uh, your primary colors essentially: um, just royal blue, green, yellow, and red. Which I call them Skittles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, I and I. That's funny. I totally forgot that they included buttons in the in the box. I should go back and and look if they have instructions. Because, like I said, I, I I tried to take this uh the the back off to see if it had a rechargeable battery, but uh, like the shoulder buttons were held in place by the back plastic and everything. So I, I it's like it started to fall apart in a way that I was like, eh, I'm gonna put this back together. I don't think I should be in here. But I mean, if they're including buttons in there, then yes, you should be in there. But I so, mean, you try to get, take off the back where as I'm assuming for the buttons, you would be popping off the front plate instead. So that might be actually mm-hmm. designed for that. I mean, maybe e- either way you're, you're bending plastic. Because oh, even true. when I took the screws off of the back, uh, it was it still had the plastic clippings the in there. Ugh. You know, my and nemesis. The, yeah. So I was like, eh, okay, I, I won't do you it. You might need to use one of those what I fix it has, like the, the spudger. Spudger, yeah. 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 Uh, also on the website, if you upgrade to thirty two gig, thirty two gigabyte SD card mm-hmm. size, it only is an extra dollar, two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so you may as well go with the thirty two gigabyte I mean, version. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know. <laughs> Just saying. Man, wow. That's a great deal. That is a great deal. I don't um, know what shipping's like, so. We'll yeah, see. I don't... Well, I, I got mine off of Amazon, uh, so I, I don't know if it has the same right, that's deal what I mean. on Amazon. I'll look it up uh, later. Yeah. Uh, okay. I know what I'm doing over lunch. Anyway, uh, let, let's go to to one more topic I have queued up for you. Yeah, what's going uh, on with this prequel nonsense? I... <sighs> I, I I feel like everyone already knows the story, but my friends decided to use me as a guinea pig, and they started me on the prequels, and that is why I have never taken to Star Wars. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm neutral to it, because I started with the prequels, and they're not good. <laughs> uh, Wait, wait, hold up. Say that again. You you started with the prequels. Uh-huh. And so, your friends did this to you. My friends did this Please to me. Please back up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we were very young, and they were very excited that George Lucas was producing new movies. This is how old I am. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I was young, but mm-hmm. I'm not so young that I didn't have friends who could do this to me. Um, and they said, all right, so the prequels... They're supposed to, you know, start everything off. And he says, you're supposed to be able to go in order. So you've never watched any of these. Um, We'll start you with the first movie and like go one, two, three, four, five, six. And I said, okay, I guess so. I mean, you're super into this. I trust you. And wait, wait. So, but then, so you watched the, 
but you didn't watch it at time of release this is like later after all three of the prequels had been released no i mean again i'm not that young but young enough that we are still naive and young when this is all yeah. happening. So no theater releases. Oh, so you saw the first one in the theater and then you said, oh, I'm going to go ahead and wait for the second and third one. Yeah. You didn't just go back and be like, F you, I'm going to go no, watch the other cause, one. Because my friend said, I said to him, I don't think that was a very good movie. And he was yeah. so enthusiastic. And he liked it. And I mean, he was a, this yeah. particular friend who steered me wrong mm-hmm. was like a mega fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, no, you don't understand. He kind of filled in a little bit of like the backstory from, I guess, the novels or whatever. Yeah. And he said, they're just setting up for something coming down the road. And I said, okay, I mean, if you say so. But I didn't really care because it wasn't a great movie. Yeah. So I it just, it, I didn't latch on to it. Did, did you think then that the original trilogy was was that okay. same quality? So or? what happened was this. <laughs> I've told this story before, but we're, I guess we're going to revisit it. Anyway, so what happened was I watched two and I was like, whoa, like this is bad. Like this is, this is just After not you watched good. Two. Yeah. This is just not good. Because that's the one, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess. But, Spoilers. Uh, that's the one where they get them in prison and they're like being wheeled into that gladiator, right? Yeah. Yeah. The minute she turns to him and starts spewing that nonsense romantic nonsense because look she was 14 when she met him she was 14 and he was eight that was gross okay hey, that's darth Vader's mother that was gross anyway yeah that was my response to the second movie I, that's all i remember just how disgusting that scene was to me uh, i did not think it was romantic yeah. i found it disturbing i was like oh man like do I just watch the rest now? And I said, well, you know, I'm two-thirds of the way through this. I don't like it. I'm guessing I'm not going to like any of this anyway, because if this is what this universe spawned, it can't be that great. So then I waited for the third movie, and I watched it, and they're, again, spoiler alert, huh? they have that final fight, and I was like, what do you mean you have the high ground? That You, you guys can flip through <laughs> air. I don't understand. This is stupid. <laughs> um, my roommates at the time knew that I was on this journey, and they were big Star Wars fans, but they respected that I was on this journey, and they said, okay, well, we're just going to do triage the moment you're, we're done watching a third movie. So we watch a third movie, they rush me home, and they pop in uh, episode four. Uh-huh. And they just, we just like mainline the stuff. Okay. And they, they kind of looked at me after all of it was done. They were like, yeah, yeah. Like, do we manage to like, you know, wash away the nasty taste of the first, pre- of the first uh, trilogy? Uh-huh. Uh, and I said to them, I understand why you like this, but it's too late. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yikes. Uh, and we'll, we'll real quick, uh, for clarification, which version of the original trilogy did you see? Did you see the updated they had, ones? No, they had the, the bootleg version oh, that okay, preserved okay, the okay. original. <laughs> just had to check. No, I just had no, to check. My roommates were good people. Mm, <laughs> they, okay. yeah. The Laserdisc versions? They were ripped versions. Rip, of the, probably ripped from the Laserdisc. Yeah, yeah, they were ripped versions from the Laserdisc. So. No, that was the original one. Huh. Original version, not, you know, updated. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, I... Well, but did you... So, okay, it I, was ruined for you, and I totally yeah. get that, uh, but did you still... What did you think of the original trilogy versus the prequel trilogy? Or did you just think it was all the same? Like, yeah. Um, I felt like the original trilogy had a lot of heart, mm-hmm. um, but there's a level of campiness to it that I wouldn't have, I think, meshed well with anyway, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if I had started with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I probably would have loved it more than I do. Like, I am very neutral towards Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't hate mm-hmm. it, and I don't love it. It's just very neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost because, I think it's almost because I respect my f- the fact that my friends love it. So I can't really hate it, because I have no need to be in opposition to them. Yeah, That's yeah. not a point I really want to fight with yeah. them over. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> So I, all this to say, I'm really confused what we're talking about for the prequels right now. Well, uh, because it seems to be universal at this point that everyone has acknowledged that is not that great. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it got me thinking. Listen, we both love Star Trek. Uh, we do. One, uh, start we do. the the motion picture, uh, which we're going to go see in theaters. Yeah, we're I think we're thinking of what? Are we thinking of like? Oh, we're making Brad or Gordon go. Yeah. Oh, I Gordon don't know about that, but we're definitely going to be uh, uh, video logging. Oh, right? video yes, logging yes, is- we should we should do something around that. Yes, uh, <laughs> maybe play it on the show. <laughs> uh, copyright infringement. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, Paramount's going to come. Is it still Paramount? They're going to come knocking no at idea. our door. Uh, anyway, yeah, I was like, okay, you know, there there are things out there that that we love that maybe others don't. Um, and uh, through the course of this conversation, I, I, I realize there's things out there that you don't love, like the original trilogy, while a lot of others do. Even though the, the prequels, you know, people usually kind of hate, uh, I, I didn't realize that, that you actually kind of loved them. What do you mean? I'm just kidding. No, what? You, you didn't love them. You didn't, like, you didn't like any of them. I'm, so, I'm surprised by the, the original ones that you didn't actually like. Oh, I wouldn't say I didn't like them. I feel like we've gone way into the weeds here <laughs> on a tangent. Uh, it's more like, so if we use like a 10-point scale, mm-hmm. like we do for video sure. games to score them, I would say... Oh, well, five average or seven average? No, this is this is the British standard. Okay, so so it's five is five is actually five. Oh, so five. five. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, American standard... Well, then that isn't normal video games, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So we'll just say like a standard 10-point scale okay. with British uh, approach to it, where yeah. a five is actually a five mm. and not a seven is a five. Yeah. <laughs> Shed check. <laughs> the American system. Shed check. Uh, <laughs> I would say that the prequel trilogy is like a two mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And I would say the original trilogy is like a six, mm, where okay. it's like, I don't hate it, but I, I just, like I said, like, I just don't, I didn't emotionally mm. attach to it. Uh, so I never had that fond of uh, feelings around the original trilogy. I was definitely a Star Wars kid, or I'm sorry, Star Trek kid, mm-hmm. uh, which we've talked about before, but the the prequels, so... At the time, wait, are you going to come out with? <laughs> oh wait, I'll wait for this. I've I've, I've talked about this before, and oh Gordon God. has definitely been like, "What? Uh, I actually <laughs> kind of like the prequels better than the original oh trilogy." Oh my God, you are going to say it. I didn't think you would, but you did. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is the thing is because I I didn't have that. I I saw the original trilogy. It was good. It's good. It's a good movie. You know, I I, I definitely appreciate well, it. I, I appreciate it for a lot of different reasons. Okay, wait. You gotta but, tell me why you like it. I, I will. So uh, I'll, I'll start with, like I said, I had watched the the original trilogy. I liked them. They're good movies. Not as good as Star Trek. I'm just a Star Trek person. All right. I like the the slow diplomatic relations of Star Trek. I like the the personal you know backstories and and kind of watching that stuff grow season over season. Right. So when I watch the the Star Wars prequels, what does it have? Diplomatic intrigue really slow plotting pl- pace that that builds up over the years and the, over the how, releases how 
okay, sorry. I just I'm just so <laughs> stuck on this because for me the prequel trilogy is a two, and I don't even care about Star Wars. I am actually a Star Trek <laughs> fan as well. Yeah. But there's just so many moments of horrible character development and plot devices, and the dialogue is so terrible. I mean, come on, yes. Adam. I, <laughs> I know you no, have no, no. standards. But this is the thing. I'm not saying they're good movies. I'm okay. not saying they're good movies. Okay. I'm just saying there was actually a lot I liked about it. Okay. All <laughs> so, right. I can see that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, once again, I'll say oh. that seeing them in the theater, especially the first one, you know, even though I wasn't a huge Star Star Wars fan, I still went opening night because I had friends. We we camped out like 24 hours ahead of time into the oh, theater. Wow, okay. It was fun. There was people cosplaying. Like they, they had us in the big theater with the, the lights up. Like you know, they they loaded us in a couple hours beforehand, and they had like like people playing the the, the cantina music. They had like uh, trivia. Are you really fond of this because there was like a party atmosphere around it? Yes. The, well, the that community one aspect? of the, yeah, that was a large part of it. Okay. People were so excited. Oh my god, a new Star Wars! Like people were just blown away. You know, and then you you, you see the 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 lucas uh you know sign pop up and the music and just like people when you're in the moment of something you know you're just you're very excited about it you know mm-hmm. you like you can definitely get hyped and i was like all right cool you know and the cg at the time was like really awesome you know and seeing some of these like droid battles and you know it, it was it, i'm not saying it's a great movie i'm not saying it's a great movie and <laughs> i've watched it again recently too and i'm like yeah these aren't great movies but there are things i actually like the political stuff like the the stupid political backstabbing and you know oh yeah i'm not, like, I'm you not know, arguing against that the, the senate talk, you know the execution of all of it that just ugh. i mean re- really it's it's the dialogue i think if, if you so i feel like bad. if you replace the dialogue with like way better dialogue i think most of it like it actually comes back a lot better uh i don't know if that still makes it less awkward eh, some well, of the uh, well, but I, devices yeah i mean but whatever it's like you know it has classic tropes and stuff i mean it's it's, it's lucas like he's i don't think he's a great director anyway so <laughs> that's a whole nother thing <laughs> anyway uh man and i remember being in the theater too in episode two uh, when uh, Yoda, you know, whips out his lightsaber and just like dude, the whole place just erupted. Like, oh my god, we've never seen Yoda wield the lightsaber. And even though it wasn't that great of a battle, I mean, you know, like a human-sized guy fighting a a spinny thing. You know, it was still just spinny like thing. Yoda with a lightsaber. Whoa, you know, like uh, you know. Was, I'm learning something about some you today, Adam. You know? I mean, the, all these. This is the thing. Star Wars is for kids. Whoa. It's true. I mean, Star Wars is like best played with kids. And I would say the prequels, guess who loves the prequels? People that were kids at that time. Like you ask kids these days and they're like, oh yeah, the prequels were awesome. Like they they actually did like it because they didn't care. You know, like Star Wars is for kids. Star Trek has always been for adults. That's the difference in my mind. Mm. I'll have to chew on that one. I'm not sure if I immediately agree. Would you much rather play with uh, uh, Star Trek um, or Star Wars action figures? Is this a trick question? No, I'm j- I'm just asking. No, I mean because I don't think I ever played with action figures. From uh, but either of those you've series. seen you've seen them though, right? I mean, if you if you were to do it in true Star Trek style, I don't know if it qualifies as playing because you would just have a bunch of let's say next generation. Uh, figurines around a table calmly discussing how they're going to handle this problem that's happening with the Enterprise. 
Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. that playing? I had, it was, it was probably this big, a, a recreation of the bridge. Did you really? In Star Trek Next, Next Generation, all right? And, and I had the, like a little pack with all the, the Star Trek Next Generation people and they would sit at their stations and, you know, you could bring up stuff on the screen, kind of. Oh my gosh. Uh, and so, I'm yeah. so much about you today. It was boring as hell. But guess what? Star Wars action figures, Star Wars Legos, they're awesome, right? Because <laughs> I think I think Star Wars was made for kids. You know, they're they're so they're it was made to sell toys. It was made to get the kids excited. Okay, so right? we're gonna we're gonna do a segue then. So yes. How does this relate to Smooth Thirty? I really want to know how this Smooth all. Smooth Thirty. I really want to know how this relates. How how does it relate to Smooth Thirty? Well, you mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Oh no, that was just you know a call back to to Gordon and the Smooth. I'm 30. so lost now. I yeah. don't understand what the, what is the point of the segment. Just so we can talk smack about the prequels? Yeah, you know. I, well, or you can celebrate your love for them. Well, Sorry. I mean, well, hey, listen. On on this show, we'd like to talk about other things than just PC hardware. And, we, you know, we somehow we <laughs> came to the Star Trek Next Generation thing, or the, the motion picture thing. It's only because Gordon only ever talks about it in terms of a sedative. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Gordon and also now, talks about now, Star Wars all the damn time. And now he's ramped it up, and he's starting to talk about it as an alternative to lethal injection, <laughs> which I feel like just went from an 8 to a 15 on a 10-point scale. Uh, and Lithio said they had the same exact playset. That's awesome. I, my, my mom... Where got, is it? I, my mom got rid of it no. like at a yard sale for a dollar or something, and I came home, and I was just like... But whatever. I mean, I was in high school, you know. I I wasn't like super attached to it, but you know, yeah, it was. That's the worst. Yeah, you 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 stand the little figures around and be like, oh, the Romulans might attack. What should we do? I don't know. Let's talk to them and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do an analysis. Let's let's do some diplomacy. You know, maybe they want to meet with us. Let's see what they're thinking. You know, we can offer them some tea. If they get offended, (laughs) you know, then maybe we you know have to counteract and you know Uh, go on a mission for them. You know, right? You know, Star, Star Trek not for kids. Yeah, I'm just having flashbacks right now to that one scene. Okay, spoiler alert again. Sorry uh-huh. for a Firefly spoiler alert. But that one scene. It. Spoiler. Oh, okay. I won't say it then because if you haven't seen it, it's, it's going to take the magic oh, yeah, away I've from never, it. I, I haven't Why seen it. haven't you seen it? It's so short. <laughs> well, which is also funny because I've seen the movie for some some reason. Seren- Ser- Serenity. Uh, Serenity. Yeah. Mm. So I saw the movie for some reason. I don't even remember why, but I've never seen the TV show. Yeah. No, you have to watch a TV show. It has way more charm than the movie. Uh, and Incinium says 2001 is the other classic that is also a sedative. And I will say, then you're not paying attention because that movie trips my brain. That, <laughs> that movie, like, that's an acid trip. That's not a sedative. <laughs> uh, Maybe but, for some people that is a sedative. Yeah, right. Uh... Anyway, yeah, I th- we've offended a lot of. Pe- I've offended a lot of people, but there <laughs> are some. Taste yeah, movie. I will say there are some people who are on my side. Uh, Clay says uh, they had that experience. They had all the figures and most of the big Star Wars toys. Came home one day as a teenager, and mother had given it all away. No. Yeah, they were horrified. Yeah. So, uh, and Clay also says they they think uh, Serenity holds up. I've I've watched it since then. So. I'm not saying that Serenity is a bad movie. It's just it's got a a difference in tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense for why they did it within the context of the universe, but I just feel like Firefly is easier to love mm. because mm-hmm. of the difference in tone. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Uh, do we want to get on some questions? We don't have a ton of questions, so. Mm. Sure, why not? Yeah, let's, let's let's take a couple questions. Uh, let me change the graphic. Oh, actually, uh, one last question. Do, do, do. Yes, what's up? 
How do you feel about the current Star Wars movies? Uh, I just want to. I just want to have a, a base or a full picture context for where everything falls on your spectrum. I would say Rogue One is probably my favorite Star Wars movie. I liked Rogue One a lot. I feel like this is in character them. for you, based on everything you've described. It, it was it was cool. I dug it and had some of the best uh, Legos. Yeah, good ones. Uh, and then I saw what was it? Seven. Seven was fine. Eight sucked. Really? And then I never saw uh, I never saw the the Han Solo one. I, okay. At one point, I will. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so here we go. This is a, this is a hot one from, uh, from Rooker on, uh, Discord. If you want to get it on Discord, hop in, uh, there's a link yeah, in our, description. This is where we take most of our questions. But if you have some in here, you know, it's kind of a slower day, uh, why don't you pop it in? Um, the, it's, uh, Rooker asks, there is a very long list of services started and then later shut down by Google. Oh, I remember this question. Yeah. Reader, <laughs> Buzz, Google Plus. During a recent Q&A about Stadia, uh, Google was asked how they would handle purchase games if the Stadia service were to shut down. The reply was a condescending non-answer that didn't come anywhere near addressing the question. Does the full nerd, or half nerd crew in this case, uh, feel comfortable recommending pe- people purchase games from Stadia, given Google's track record and their disturbing evasion of the question? Do you want to go first? Uh, sure, I can go first. Uh, let me mark it off real quick. Mark off my checklist well, I can, there. I can go first then. Uh, no, uh, so I think you got to do a wait and see thing, right? Uh, I think if you're on the cutting edge like me, um, I'm fine purchasing a couple. Like I even I even bought a couple on live games when on live came out just to try it out. But I, I'm I'm a bleeding edge, you know, somebody who likes to get in on the ground floor and just. What happened when uh, they went under? Yeah, you, d- you don't. You didn't get to keep your games. The, the service okay. just shut down. And you don't have access so you just to lost it. All it's, your li- it's, it's licenses. Done. I mean, I, so I spent you know between the monthly fee and and the games that I spent, I maybe hundred and twenty something like that. So that's not a small sum. It's not a small sum, but also I was I was playing games in the cloud a decade before everyone else was doing it right you know that's that's 120 dollars <laughs> saying you are I got the that kind badge. of customer they want right? yeah well, you know but i also i like to i like to try out new things i like to try out things that are at the bleeding edge to see where they're at and then come later and say oh, okay this is how far we've come right because i had that on live experience i'm excited to try out stadia because then i can say oh wow look how far that we've come you know since then uh and and i think it's worth it to if if you're an early adopter like me to to be like okay listen Mm -hmm. uh, i i wouldn't i wouldn't call this a purchase of a game i would also wouldn't call it i wouldn't purchase a game that i was looking forward to i would say i i would rather go in thinking kind of like oh here we go i'll use this as a good analogy i don't think of gambling when i uh, i don't really gamble that much when i go to vegas but in the times that i've gambled in vegas I don't see it. I know some people who try to see it as, oh, I'm going to make some money, right? And I think that's the the worst way to go into it is to think like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to, I got $100, I'm going to make it $200. Yeah, you know. Uh, for me, I actually think it's entertainment. So I, I go in and say, hey, you know what? I got $100. I'm going to gamble. And it's I'm, it's like spending $100 at Cirque du Soleil or, or you know, okay. something. It, it's, it's entertainment value. Okay. Here... I would say if I were to, to purchase some games, I wouldn't. I would say, hey, you know what? This is this is entertainment, and I could lose it at any minute. But I'm glad I experienced it just to test it out. That's fair. But that's just me. 
That's just me. The normal person, I say no. (laughs) So, yeah, I would say based on how the question is worded, the someone who thinks in those terms should probably wait and see and honestly maybe just avoid it just don't purchase if you can get away with it or if you do buy it when it's on crazy sale so that way if you do end up losing out it's not going to be that much of a problem Uh, i do hope given google size that they take more of a microsoft approach where Microsoft has done this thing where if something gets uh, delisted, not delisted, sorry, um, if something becomes unavailable, they actually refund you the money that you paid for it. So like hmm. when Xbox Fitness was a thing, I'm not sure how many people oh, watching I, the stream actually I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about, but basically when Xbox One launched, they had this whole, it was basically an app where you could access um, workout videos and you would have to pay to access some of them. I um, and I had actually purchased some of them because for me it's a really, it was a very, really convenient way to work out. And also I was testing some of it for work at the time based on where I was working. And when they shut down that service, they actually refunded, um, any money that you had spent on uh, workouts, which I thought was a really great goodwill gesture on their part. They that didn't have is. to do it. Um, but it was kind of, it was just smart as a business decision because then you're not bitter about them taking it away. I mean, you're sad that it's going away, but you're not bitter because yeah. you're not losing out on the investment, so to speak, that you had made in it. So I'm hoping that Google has deep enough pockets that they would be willing to do that. But they have so. kind of they have such a scattershot approach to things that I just don't know if they would. Yeah. Well, and also I don't think this is going to be for the price conscious anyway. Right. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone should go into this and think like, oh, this is probably the cheapest way to get into gaming. For uh, sure. But I so. just I just mean that. I mean, I always reframe things or I generally reframe things in terms of value. But I don't necessarily think the question as asked was about value It's oh, more about yeah. how do I protect uh, my purchase. Yeah. And I think yeah. the answer is you don't know. Yeah. You don't know how you're going to be able to. And it's very likely you won't be able to. So mm-hmm. then you have to just basically decide how comfortable you are with that as you framed it you know for you you see it as entertainment it's no different than going out to eat you're not going to recoup that money yeah yeah you got an experience out of it you got Mm. something from it one and done it's not meant to be a perpetual thing right or something that you that carries onward yeah or well and i I got my playtime out of it when i did i think uh was it red fraction gorilla that one where you're like on mars and or no i think it was was it gorilla yeah no Anyway, the one where you're on Mars, like, running around with a hammer. I had already had the game, uh, but I had bought it on live again to, you know, to 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 play it there, you know, just to experience it. So, you know, I I played it a bunch, you know. Yeah. It's an experience. So, uh, is it a way, is it a valuable or a viable way to go forward and say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to have a gaming PC or a console. No, I don't. I don't think that's what it's going to be. So, Yeah. And also, I think as time goes on, the overhead will go down because at the beginning you need like a Chromecast Ultra and stuff like that. Where later you'll just need a web browser. And, you know. Although I do feel like, as a kind of topic, uh, tangential topic, it would be really nice if you could just buy something and hold it right. Where if you bought the game directly through Ubisoft or Microsoft or EA, 
like that gave you license to use it on a platform. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yeah. you would char- maybe they the platform itself would charge you to use their platform to um, play the game, but then you never really lose access to the game if the platform goes down. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a much better way of handling it. Other, but so many of these companies try to lock you into their ecosystem, so I don't think that yeah. would ever happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the only way maybe around it if if. Because a lot of times Ubisoft has you come in through their back end. Like, even if you buy it on Steam, you still have to have a Uplay account, and it still goes to your Uplay library. So I could see maybe there's a back end thing of saying, hey, if Stadia shut down, but you bought this Ubisoft game, it's still activated in your Uplay library, so you can still get to it there if they want to be nice. Yeah. But then it gets uh, you know, convoluted that it, it, Yeah, and and it only probably works for the, the people like Ubisoft or the companies like Ubisoft who that have willing, that back end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that are willing yeah. to do that. So uh, do I think they're in the, in the best spot for game streaming? No. Do I think it, there's a higher possibility than the rest of them that the game, you know, that Stadia would go away? Yes. <laughs> do I think they will? No, I actually, I think they'll, I'll think that, I think they'll stick it out. I think it's it's a viable spot for them to be in. How do you in. determine sticking least, it out, though? I, I'd say five years. I'd give them five years. I don't know if that's sticking it out. I think that's just having a longer-term experiment. Because, honestly, Google doesn't abandon all of its projects right away. It just eventually does, right? So mm-hmm. we had Wave, Buzz, Reader, you know, a bunch of things like that. Reader was around for quite a few years before they, you know, sunset it. So I mean, the, the only thing I would say is that... Out of all those things that they have killed, and yes, they've killed a lot of stuff. Uh, I actually like to wave a lot. None of those, you would. yeah. <laughs> none of those were like huge upfront investments. Like I, I don't think Google were gonna like getting into game streaming. That's not cheap. Like in in no like they they couldn't you know reader you know buzz you know these are kind of smaller sure. upfront investments this this is like no you better you better know you're going to be in it for a bit cuz this is a lot of money we're putting up front i don't know i think it's no different than i mean 5 years is usually the rule of thumb for seeing if a business is going to be viable or not right and it's yeah. only because of how much upfront cost is invested so if they were to shut down the first couple of years that would surprise me because mm-hmm. at that point you really don't know if it's taking off but after the 5 year Mark, I think it's going to be a lot um, more touch and go to really see if they would stick with it. Because usually by four or five years, you really kind of have a sense if the if it's going to take off. You got to get past that, that initial investment bump, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if they if they kill it within two years, then somebody made a really bad decision to like upfront all this cost. Yeah, seriously. Like, so that's why I'm like, eh, I don't think but it's it going to die. Sometimes that soon. someone leaves a company and then they just completely change course because whoever was yeah. spearheading that project is no longer there to advocate for it. I, I think it'll be kind of like VR where, you know, it, like all this stuff is coming in real hot and heavy at the beginning. Uh, but then over time it will, you know, slowly even out and it's going to be, it's going to be there for the people who want it and it's not going to, take over the world yeah, so. in any other way especially for their know. sake if they invest in it yeah so that's what i think anyway uh enigmatastic uh, has a question uh if you're still here if you can clarify on this uh they're asking is there a device for road trips that will facilitate retro gaming digital thumbstick not cartridge based um what do you think they mean I don't know. Yeah, uh, do other than like, what we just talked about. Do they mean about? like hooking up to one of those like in-car screens? You know how some cars have like a, a screen that can come down or yeah, the right. back of a seat so that your kids are occupied? 
I don't know. Is there a device for road trips that will facilitate retro gaming? I mean... Oh, do they mean something that has a screen? I mean, I feel like the thing that we talked about... I mean, yeah, yeah. Would... Yeah, so please, if if you're still here, maybe if you can expand uh, expand on your question, because, uh, you know, if you're talking about this, then I highly recommend the Pocket Go uh, for for retro gaming stuff. Oh, they're they're still here it's looking for something with a screen. Then maybe yeah, maybe you came late. The Pocket Go. Uh it's on sale now. What is it? 36? <laughs> 36 like USD. Yeah. yeah. Uh I'm not sure what it's like for international. Yeah, so uh a good deal. That's definitely what I would recommend. Um I'm going to answer this one because it's not really something we talk about much on the full nerd mm. uh dad isn't mad on discord asked uh do you guys have a chance to look at the galaxy book s it's samsung's new 8cx arm powered laptop do you think it'll have a bigger app uh, a bigger impact than intel's new and upcoming laptop cpu uh we saw the 8cx at computex uh, by we i mean mark hockman uh and and i we saw we did a video out there uh I don't think he has seen the Galaxy Book X S because uh, they only did a New York briefing, uh, but he could be trying to get that in. Uh, more importantly, and I know how Gordon thinks about this. How much do you know about this fight between Qualcomm and Intel? And not as much as Gordon. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it. Everyone's trying to have really you know low powered you know uh, laptops. Right. Uh, that you can use everyday tasks for uh, the X8. I will say from what we saw at Computex, go watch uh, Mark's video, read his coverage. He's been impressed with what we've seen at the the 8CX. Uh, so we'll see. Once we get it in, we'll see. So uh, next question coming in from uh, Adam Patrick Murray. This one's for Elena. <laughs> uh, why do you love small form factor PCs? Um. I don't know if there is a good reason other than that I am Asian, specifically Chinese. Don't know what that means. Uh, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So when if you go to Asia, and I'm sure you saw some of this in Taiwan when you were doing your, uh, what's the English word for it? The, Computex? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, no, the, um, the bubble toys. Oh, the, uh, yes. Capsule toys. The capsule toys. That's what it was. Okay. That's the English word for it. Mm-hmm. Um when you're doing that, that there is, there's this weird emphasis on cute things. Like so it's just, cute. yeah, there's just so much cute stuff. So much. So cute. And I feel like that kind of got like, like I was marinated in that. So for me, one of the things I love about small form factors is that they're just so freaking cute. I love the way they look. I also like that they don't take up much space. Um, what I don't like is trying to actually build them and having to actually puzzle it out because <laughs> the order is so specific <laughs> sometimes. Um, I do like the challenge. And I think also my hands allow easier <laughs> building. Mm-hmm. I think if you have much larger hands, it can be kind of a pain in the butt sometimes to work right. on an ITX system, mini ITX system. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of shallow when I say this, but a lot of it has to do with how it ends up looking in the end. <laughs> So yeah. cute. So yeah. tiny. Very cute. Uh, I had one last... Oh, yes. Uh, this last question also comes in from Adam Patrick Murray, uh, and it's to... Not you, Elaine. It's to the audience. Oh, I thought you were going to direct something to Mona, finally. No. I'm sorry, Mona. We've been very rude, not paying attention I mean, to you over she's there. Been but playing. She's gaming. She probably can't even hear us. Uh, yeah, I have a question to the audience. Something uh, something we, we have stirring on the back end is uh, quite possibly of interest is uh, Fulner t-shirts. Oh, 
yeah, yeah we're, we're working we're, on that. We're, t- we're talking about it, you know, something enabled uh, in YouTube to maybe buy some T-shirts. If anyone has any thoughts on Fulner T-shirts, drop them in the Discord. Uh, I would like to see if anyone uh, would like a Smooth 30 T-shirt. You know, it just <laughs> says Smooth 30. That's super uh, funny. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if, if, if you wanted a certain sizes or certain logos, oh, you know, what, what kind of things like that? Let me know. Yeah, it would be it would be good for us to know what kind of sizing people are interested in, and also what kind of fit, because I know right now slim fit is really popular among you know certain dudes. Some guys don't like it at all. Um, for the uh, ladies, I'll be uh, making a lot of decisions on that. But if you have some preferences, I should know about because obviously, like one, I don't have a large chest, so I won't be necessarily thinking about anything related to that. So if there are concerns, well, it's just how it fits, right? Because when you have a oh, sorry, sorry, no, I was just reading something. Chat. <laughs> he Adam made a face when I was saying this. And I was <laughs> nope, like, nope. do you not reading understand? Something in the chat. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you have any like, fit issues or things like that, I should be aware of. Uh, let me know. Uh, Car Car Carthic. I'm going to try to read their full name. Karthik Muru Jeshan Subramani. Yes. Like a, Actually, it's not too bad, probably. Uh, I want a full nerd <laughs> t-shirt with Gordon saying something funny. Can you imagine just like a cutout of Gordon's face? Just that like, would be really like awesome. That, and then like a little thought bubble or speech bubble that says something like smooth 30. Just kidding. No, he would never say <laughs> he that. Wouldn't say, well, he, he wouldn't not. scream it either. He wouldn't say that. Uh, yeah. So anyway, if if you got some uh, some fun stuff in your mind, uh, toss it our way. If not, we're we're gonna put up some some dumb stuff say. of what he would say. Are you high? <laughs> are you are you high? <laughs> I don't think he says it on the show as much as he says it in the office. So. Well, I mean, sorry, I, that's true. I just I'm thinking of what it's like to work with Gordon. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of a lot of things of working with Gordon that people don't get to see on yeah. camera. Uh, it's a fun time. It's always a fun time. <laughs> and you know, it's always a fun time to hang out with uh, fans of the Full Nerd because uh, you make this fun. So thank you. Uh, and that brings us to the end of our show. Do you have to you do know. the outro too? Yeah. Uh, do you have it in front of you? <laughs> you can do off memory. No, I mean I don't. I don't know where the document is. So he, oh. he he has it. So. Um, well, for uh, more talk on the full nerd. Yeah, for more uh, for more fix of. Uh, PC topics uh, on the Full Nerd. You can uh, send in your questions to the Full Nerd at pcworld.com. Uh, it, we might answer them on the show. If not, bring them into Discord. That's probably better, likely. Uh, and if uh, if you rate and review us, well, you got to um, subscribe to us first, right? Oh, you so got to like subscribe to us. Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify. We are on there. Pocket Casts, Google Play, iTunes, anywhere, anywhere you can rate us. Uh, each time you do it, Mona learns a new language, but she won't speak it because she's shy. So, uh, and then uh, yeah, check back next week. For our special show. Yeah, so we have a special have, show. We're going to have Brad in the house. Like, Brad literally in, in the, house, the house. In he will the be here. House. There will be in four of us, house. all in the same physical location. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't happen that often. It happens only once a year. And so that will be next week uh, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a live stream on Wednesday yep. of us PC putting build. together a build. I believe yep. it's an all AMD system, so stay tuned for oh, that. Yeah, real quick, uh, Pure Track has a great one. A shirt of Gordon's face, and it says, In this episode of The Full Nerd, 
Oh, yeah. Or in this episode, good. that might be a good one too. I like it. Uh, anyway, thanks for hanging out. Uh, and if you have more uh, hot takes on uh, Star Wars, you can send them to uh, uh, Elena on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> don't tell it to me. Uh, <laughs> Because I don't care. Just kidding. Uh, and then, yeah. I went to Star Wars Land at Disneyland. It was cool. Yeah. I've never been to Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> and with that, uh, thank you. Uh, f- thank you, Mona, for being here. Uh, thank you, Elena, for uh, for graciously hosting in the absence of... Uh, of Gordon and Brad. Oh, I just I shuttled everything off onto you. Yeah, and and uh, thanks to Adam, <laughs> who's uh, who's going to take us off on the verticals and the horizontals, uh, and I'm going to say something punny, but I'm not because I didn't have it prepared. So bye. bye. Oh. <laughs>